0: Alright, there is a growing movement of people demanding that Dr. Fauci resign. Yes, nearly half the country wants Dr. Fauci to resign. That's according to a new poll. Stunning numbers here. Nearly half the country. And I personally, I don't need Fauci to resign. I mean, if somebody wants to fire him, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm good. I don't, it doesn't matter how he gets removed from his position. The highest paid position in federal government. Those details coming up. Two big governors' races. We have not touched on this very much, but coming up next week, election day. It's an off election year, so there's no congressional election, obviously, and no presidential. But two big gubernatorial races: one in New Jersey, one in Virginia. And even the these are neck and neck. Even the fact that it is this close is already a huge embarrassment. For the Democrats and specifically for Joe Biden, I mean, if if there's a Republican in either of these states that wins the governor's race, oh, it would be the upset of the century. And uh, by the way, it, it, it's all about Biden because the Democrats are embarrassed. It's not all about Biden because it's about socialism. Phil Murphy is a disaster in New Jersey. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, Virginia, has created a whole mess for himself. But it's about Biden because Democrat candidates are embarrassed to mention the name Biden and embarrassed to be associated with him. But it's also these the, 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 the socialists and a lot of the country right now, including Democrat voters, are getting so turned off by the socialists. I mean, we're talking about two heavily blue states here in a virtual de- dead heat. And neither Republican candidate has anybody ever heard of all those details coming up. We have new evidence that Facebook, this is shocking new evidence, that Facebook is censoring conservatives and that Facebook employees are biased against Republicans and conservatives as though we needed any new evidence. But with secret documents, literally secret documents were leaked from Facebook. The Wall Street Journal published this and it shows that Facebook employees were trying to ban conservative websites. So social media, they are the source of so many people's news and information and yet they are completely biased and censoring the conservative perspective. Joe Manchin, Bernie Sanders are 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 going at it. I mean those two have been fighting for many weeks. It's the socialist versus the liberal Versus the radical leftist. And uh, is three and a half trillion too much? No, three and a half trillion is too little. We can only, no, it's too much. We can only spend one and a half trillion dollars. Uh, So Joe Manchin, by the way, has shot. We'll tell you all the details about that kind of fight between Manchin and Sanders. And hopefully Manchin is winning. It's really frightening. Joe Manchin being the voice of reason. Nothing can terrify me as much as the fact that now Joe Manchin, we're relying on him to be the voice of reason in the Democrat Party. Joe Manchin is... Is a radical leftist. Joe Manchin is. I understand he's not as leftist as some super liberals, but he's very, very liberal. And yet he's the one who's actually reining them in. That shows you the state of the Democrat. It's only him in cinema. What does that tell you about the other forty-eight and about the you know virtually every Democrat in the House? Meanwhile, Joe Manchin has shot down an insane proposal by the Democrats that would have given the IRS access. To almost every bank account, they wanted to make it that like every $600 transaction gets reported to the federal government or every uh, – uh, like any bank account where there's like even the most minimal movement throughout the year. Some, they, they had these crazy ideas of disclosure, forcing banks to like alert the federal government for like virtually every transaction or every bank account. Uh, uh, under the sun or most of them and uh, Joe Manchin has now said i mean it, it was a, it was absurd it was it would be a massive massive invasion of privacy which of course is what the democrats want thankfully joe manchin shot it down but amazing how many democrats supported it all right joe biden did a town hall last thursday and that was a disaster you know that president biden has not held a press conference in 96 days this town hall was not a press conference but before this town hall biden had not done any sort of live event where people asked him questions, in 96 days, he had not done an interview since August 18th and had not done held a press conference in 96 days. Then he does this town hall, and the whole thing was rigged by CNN and Anderson Cooper, and despite it being rigged, Biden was very confused. He rambled. I mean, it was just, just a real embarrassment, and Biden is a man who almost never does any kind of live event because... They shelter him. He gives speeches, obviously, but those are scripted. But then they shuffle him out. They don't let him take any sort of questions. And then the one time that he does in many months, I mean, it's just cringeworthy. Uh, and many voters now believe – and I don't like discussing this. I certainly don't like discussing somebody's you know personal business. But many voters believe that Biden is in decline. And, and a lot of them are admitting it. They have these poll numbers where even Democrat voters – look, it's sad. I'm not making light of it. I mean um, – you know, obviously he's elderly. He's frail. He's not cut out by by any stretch. He's not cut out to be the president. I don't think he's cut out to be a dog catcher at this point. But uh, and I'm not making light of this at all. But it, we have to be aware of it. it. It's not like you're talking gossip about your next door neighbor. Oh, look at him. He's in decline. He's not cut out. I mean, we're talking about the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, and he's clearly being controlled and manipulated by. Some people in the dark shadows, whether you believe it's Obama, you know, whether it's his advisors, whoever's running the show there, I mean, it's just an absolute, it's a bad show. I mean, whoever's running the show is running a really, really bad show because this is the worst president ever, the worst presiden- presidency, the worst administration in American history by far, and there have been some pretty bad ones. All right, the Pentagon has admitted that they, they they say the number of – admitted that 450 Afganist, uh, Americans are stra- – can I get out the sentence here? Can we get out the sentence? Let me start again. The Pentagon has admitted that there are 450 Americans still stranded in Afghanistan. Remember, we tried to get the number out of them. They didn't have an accurate number. They said they didn't know Then it was somewhere in the 300s. So the Pentagon is now officially saying there are 450 Americans who are stranded in Afghanistan. The word is not stranded. The word is captive. The word is they are hostages. It's a hostage crisis because the Taliban is not letting them out. But um, and it's and it's terrifying. But here's my here's the thing: is the numbers keep creeping up, and uh, and the, it's so bizarre because the Pentagon told us months ago that they have no idea that there's no way of knowing because they gave out so many different uh, visas, passes. You know, there there were, there were so many Americans who basically got to Afghanistan and reported. Their identity reported the fact that they were in Afghanistan, and they lost track. They don't know how many people stayed, how many people left. Some people went to Afghanistan and didn't report it to the State Department. They, they're clueless. They're throwing out a number 450. What that tells me is that they know that there's many, many hundreds, possibly thousands. They're admitting 450. I, I would guess the number could be anywhere between 3, 4, even Five thousand Americans, and that does not even include, and it's te- that's terrifying and the, there's no exit strategy, there is no game plan there's no way to get them out and and, and let's even assume the Pentagon is right. that's four hundred and fifty American lives that are it, it's on it's totally on Biden one hundred percent because he should have gotten them out. His pullout was a total debacle, and he had no plan to get them out, and then they evacuated as many as they could. Who knows how many terrorists possibly came to the United States. Uh, claiming that they were evacuees, that they were refugees. By the way, that's not including this 450. Not including all the Afghanis who hold U.S. green cards. All right. Meanwhile, there was a tragic story in in Afghanistan that I have to mention. A, a horrific story. The Taliban, and again, I, I have to blame Joe Biden. The Taliban has beheaded a volleyball player. A girl in Afghanistan was viciously murdered by the Taliban, and her crime was that she played. Volleyball. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's unspeakable. I mean, I have no words to describe this. I I can't stand reporting on these stories, but we have to. And what they're doing is the Taliban, obviously we know they're suppressing women. They're not, they're not letting women work. They're all sorts of human rights rights abuses uh, against women. Uh, But they are rounding up female athletes and murdering them. That's what the Taliban is doing. And a lot of this is not getting reported because people are too afraid of the Taliban to go public with this. Uh, This is unspeakable. A volleyball player on the girls' Afghani national team was beheaded by the Taliban. Gruesome photos of her severed body, severed head, were posted on social media. Uh, This has been reported in multiple news outlets. And there's a debate whether she was killed in uh, in October or back in August. There's a death certificate that suggests that she was actually killed back in August. The family did not report it because – either way, even if she was killed early this month, it took weeks for this to be released because the family – they were afraid they were afraid of um get, getting hurt revenge by the taliban so they have not gone public with this until now the coach i believe of the team has gone public with this but again i completely blame president biden squarely for this because he allowed the taliban to regain control and trust me this stuff is happening all over the country and the taliban's taking revenge the taliban's doing all sorts of horrific committing all sorts of horrific acts in the name of sharia law and uh that wasn't happening While the United States had a presence and while the while the Afghani government was in charge. All right. Nearly half the country, as I said, stunning new poll from Rasmussen. Uh, Nearly half the country wants Dr. Fauci to resign. Look, imagine. Oh, let me just get to the numbers here. Then Then I just want you to think about everything that Dr. Fauci is guilty of here over the last 19 or 20 months since the pandemic began. In the latest poll 49 percent, 49 percent of respondents said Fauci did not tell the truth about funding gain-of-function research. Even if you're going to tell me, as some have said, that he wasn't technically lying because he was not aware, even though to me, if somebody makes that accusation, if a senator says, listen, I have knowledge that you funded gain-of-function research and you never verified that it wasn't happening, he, he may have known about it. But even if he didn't know, he should have said, well, let me look into that. The right answer is let me look into that, not Senator Paul this is a lie. What you're saying is a lie. Don't propagate a lie. So Fauci, his his response to me was perjury. But even if you say it wasn't, he clearly didn't didn't tell the truth. That we know. You can tell, you can make excuses, but there's no. It's inexcusable. You're giving you're giving millions of dollars to a group that works with China, and, and you don't even know what's happening in the Wuhan lab. What do you think Chinese are doing in the Wuhan lab? I mean, it's China. Hello. Anyway, so 49 percent say he has not told the truth. Amazing how like 50 percent or in the, in the 40s at least. There's probably some people undecided in the 40s. Uh, uh percent uh, uh, won't say believe that Fauci was telling the truth when he clearly wasn't. How do you explain that? There's always going to be people who, who who support Fauci. I mean, it's just uh, it's just unreal. And, and when asked if he should be forced to resign from as director of the NIAID National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, 46 percent said yes. 40 percent said no. So you have 46 percent calling on Fauci to resign. Nearly half the country, 40 percent said no. But imagine if I told you. Imagine go back to March of 2020, and I tell you that under Fauci. There would be 780,000 deaths. Remember when they were predicting, I mean, one death is too many. One life is too, is too precious. Even one death is too many. So I want to be clear. The numbers that we're talking about are unthinkable. And, and whatever your thoughts are on COVID and the pandemic, but the bottom line is that the official count in the United States is about 780,000. By the way, uh, the majority of those have happened this year, starting January 1st, I believe, or at least close to the majority. And uh, there's there's been a vaccine in the past year. There's a vaccine. The vaccine happened in in way less than a year. The vaccine was developed thanks to Trump and Operation Warp Speed. And despite that, there's nearly 800,000 deaths. Imagine if I had told you that Fauci would flip flop on masks. Imagine if I told you that Fauci would tell Trump not to ban travel from China. Thankfully, Trump overrode him way back in the beginning of the pandemic. Trump ignored him, but that was Fauci's advice: don't ban travel. Um, he lied under oath, denied gain-of-function research, and it turns out he funded gain-of-function research. And that gain-of-function research is very likely what led to the pandemic. So Fauci, was supposed to be helping fight the pandemic, may have been the man behind the pandemic, which is just – it's just spine-chilling. And imagine – remember, he was thanked by a scientist who, who was in cahoots with China for denying China's role in the pandemic. Fauci announced it wasn't a lab leak, even though we now all know that it was a lab leak – Uh, At best case scenario, it was leaked out of the Wuhan lab. But uh, Fauci last year denied it because that's what Democrats were doing or establishment people like Fauci were doing at the time. Trump was a conspiracy theorist at the time. Now we know it's true. And uh, then there's an email where a scientist in cahoots with China thanked Fauci for not blaming China. And remember, it's been exposed that Fauci, he, he funded experiments that tortured puppies. Torturing puppies, and, and you know it's it's so interesting because obviously of all the things I just mentioned, torturing puppies is sort of the lowest on the totem pole, as as horrific as it is. But it's the thing that resonates with people. People get very very outraged by the fact that Fauci funded the torturing of puppies, and yet he's not being how is he not how is this man still allowed to have a job? How is this man Fauci not being forced to resign? If but everything else aside, but all else aside, his job is he's supposed to be the infectious disease specialist. He's on CNN. He's on all these shows. The nation's top infectious disease specialist. I mean, when he was predicting, he predicted 250,000. He predicted 400,000 deaths. Like, and that was like going to be like at the high number. And, uh, and, 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 and Trump followed all of his. They, they don't, you know, they, they, they blame Trump. But Trump actually followed pretty much all of Fauci's advice. Almost all of Fauci's advice. Biden has done nothing other than push the vaccine. Biden has done nothing to help fight the pandemic. And, uh, you know, Fauci, give somebody else a chance. The, the numbers are staggeringly high, way too high uh, under Fauci, number of deaths of COVID. And give just give just give someone else a chance. How do you not just step aside at this point and just give someone else a chance to do a better job? And a caller pointed out, look how many conspiracy theories are coming true. By the way, we want to mention that we, of course, are hosted on the VIN News Network. So we're very excited. We very much appreciate being part of the VIN News Network. Podcast Network. Uh, in addition, you can send us an email about anything on your mind, josh at com. j-o-s-h, josh at joshmshow.com. We have been getting emails. We do appreciate those. Look how many conspiracy theories are coming true. The Wuhan lab leak, as I said, that was a conspiracy theory. Um, now, pretty much everyone agrees that was true. Fauci funding gain-of-function research, that was a conspiracy theory. Obama spying on Trump, and, and, and it's like... I mean, uh, by the way, torturing puppies—that didn't even make it to the level of conspiracy theory. That's how—that's how unthinkable that is. But you know that recently the military has confirmed UFO sightings. Remember, for years and years, you had these like people who were considered lunatics, like the real fringe, who would like talk about how you know Area 51 and UFO sightings, and how the military covers it up. And it's like, oh, please, you know, you can't listen to those people. I mean, they're—they're they're, they're making it up. And you'd have like stories where like. Hundreds or thousands of people would see lights in the sky that all reported at the same time. They'd call whatever the hotline is and actually report sometimes that hundreds of people or thousands of people saw the same lights in the sky and had no explanation for what it was. And yeah, well, okay, yeah, there's got to be an explanation. You know, maybe it was the light bouncing off of something or other. Maybe it was an airplane. Whatever. And then the military recently, you know, they, they, they did it in a very quiet way, but. The, the, the military basically conceded that there are UFOs it, it doesn't mean there are aliens, but there have been UFO sightings like on camera. there have been like Air Force pilots who have spotted UFOs in the sky. There's even videos about it, but the military kept it cover covered up. so I mean we time something is like and, and the caller said, well, what about election fraud? What about the the, the stolen election the, the fact that Trump claims that the election was stolen and Giuliani claims the election was stolen. Well, you're just, you know, you're marginalized. You're a conspiracy theorist. I mean, you got to be crazy if you think the election was stolen. Well, uh, we've th- we've we've heard so many times that we have to be crazy until they come out and announce and confirm that it's true. All right, secret documents, as we said, have been leaked from Facebook. These documents show that Facebook employees outwardly lobbied to ban and censor conservative news websites like Breitbart and others. So, again, I want to repeat this as though we've had any doubt. We now have confirmation from documents that were leaked from Facebook, where employees were lobbying uh, Facebook executives and said, you've got to ban conservative news websites or you have to censor out conservative news websites. And, And we know this when we talk about the election being stolen. Facebook, Twitter, they did steal the election because they they suppressed and buried stories that were damaging to Biden and helpful to Trump. Um, because they came from conservative websites, because they fly in the face of the leftist agenda by, the, by social media, by Silicon Valley, to have Democrats elected, to make sure Democrats are in power. Anyway, so um, Facebook employees, uh, basically they tried to push Facebook executives to ban conservative websites like Breitbart. Again, this was reported in the Wall Street Journal. And you know what's amazing? And others have made this point. What's amazing about this story is, yes, it exposes the deep bias of Facebook – but it also exposes how trustworthy and honest websites like Breitbart are because the executives actually did not censor Facebook, uh, did not censor Breitbart. You know, you had these basically these Facebook employees pushing their bosses and saying, you got to censor Breitbart because they didn't like the conservative agenda. We're going to read you here some of the headlines that, that, that were offensive to the Facebook employees. These headlines are totally accurate. But what's amazing is the Facebook executives, the bosses basically said, listen, we can't censor Breitbart because Breitbart's telling the truth. We can't censor them and claim that it's misinformation and claim that that, that that it's fake news, Breitbart, because it's not fake news. It's real news. It's genuine. So this story actually shows you know, how reliable and how trustworthy Breitbart is that even Facebook's executives said, listen, we have no right to ban Breitbart because the stories are truthful and accurate. Um so here, is, here are the details. A senior researcher, there's this chat room. They basically had a chat room um, for Facebook employees, and a senior researcher basically chimed in. We'll get you the details here in a second, but a senior researcher basically chimed in and said that if we ban websites like Breitbart, then we, we're going to have to do the same thing to CNN. They, basically, they have a bogus algorithm. They have an algorithm to determine the trust level of a certain news outlet. And two years ago, CNN was at the same trust level as Breitbart was last year during the BLM riots, during the Black Lives Matter riots. So that was the – that shows you everything you need to know. And by the way, CNN is far less trustworthy and far less honest. CNN does report fake news frequently as we report all the time. Breitbart does not. But um, that was what the, what the executive's response was. If we ban Facebook, if we ban Breitbart, then we're going to have to ban websites like CNN as well. Um, and by the way, why is Facebook not banning CNN as misinformation, labeling CNN as misinformation and censoring them? And we, of course, we know the answer. Facebook is never going to censor CNN. But here's the thing. For we, CNN, they've reported fake news repeatedly. People have been fired. So many stories that they had to retract. Um, and uh, sometimes they do retract. Sometimes they don't. I mean, think of Nicholas Sandman. And uh, and that whole you know the the, the Covington students right and that, that story where for days and days you know the media uh, accused the Trump supporting teenagers of picking a fight with, uh, with 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 leftists and it was the exact and it was the exact opposite I mean they were they were the ones who were uh, t- took the high road and who were under attack and who who didn't even respond. But uh, that's one of many, many stories that come to mind. But for weeks, CNN reported that Joe Rogan, podcaster Joe Rogan, who had COVID, CNN reported that he was using horse dewormer to treat his COVID because he was using ivermectin. And that was a lie. It was an abject lie, so much so that Joe Rogan confronted Dr. Sanjay Gupta of CNN on his own show and said – how could CNN report this? It's a lie. Say that I was using a horse medicine. I was not using a horse medicine. It's fake news. And Sanjay Gupta admitted it. Sanjay Gupta admitted that CNN was reporting fake news. He didn't use exactly that word, but he but, but he admitted it. The FDA said the same thing. The FDA said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, so why are you using? The FDA, the FDA put out a tweet. You're not a horse, you're not a cow. Why are you using ivermectin? Ivermectin is for humans. There are two versions. It's a, it's a dewormer. It treats parasites in humans and in animals and... Most normal human beings who use ivermectin, they're using the human version, not the animal version. And yet CNN's reporting, and, and they don't get banned by Twitter, and they don't get labeled misinformation or get censored for reporting that people using ivermectin are using a horse medicine. All right, so the documents show that, um, uh, like I said, employees were, uh, uh, were were pushing, were lobbying to ban places like uh, web- websites like Breitbart. There was an employee chat board. And uh, they specifically targeted Breitbart. One employee on the company's racial justice chat board said, "Quote: Get Breitbart out of the news tab." This was right after the death of George Floyd and all those BLM protests and riots um, and, and, and looting. The employ- and, and and violence. Let me be very clear here. You know, they were mostly peaceful. Remember the mostly peaceful protests where you had like. Stores being burnt down and police cars that were like had Molotov cocktails thrown at them and people getting beaten up and shot at the mostly peaceful protest. But the employee quoted what he considered controversial headlines, he or she. Listen to the headlines, the controversial headlines of Breitbart. These headlines are so accurate, so spot on. Quote, Minneapolis mayhem, riots and masks, massive looting, buildings in flames, bonfires. BLM protesters pummeled police cars on 101. So these were actually factual headlines. These headlines don't even use any kind of hyperbole. These were factual headlines. You literally had, what this tells you, everything you need to know about the current situation here with social media and, and the media in general. Where you had Facebook employees, this is the best they could do. They said, they said to their bosses on the chat, you've got to ban, this was in the name of racial justice, you've got to ban... Uh, Breitbart. Why? Because listen to these headlines. Minneapolis mayhem, riots and masks, massive looting, buildings in flames, bonfires, BLM protesters, pummel police cars on 101. They were just reporting the facts. Oh, wow. This is this is offensive. The employee said these quotes were emblematic of a concerted effort at Breitbart and similarly hyper-partisan sources, none of which belong in the news tab, to paint black Americans and black-led movements in a very negative way. So this is negative reporting. You know who painted black Americans and black movements in a negative way? The blacks, BLM specifically, okay? And I, you know, you want to protest? I have no problem protesting. I, I do believe, you know, by the way, if black lives matter, and they do, they certainly do, all lives matter, then uh, you should be protecting, you should be protesting in Chicago because there are so many kids who are hurt by gun violence in Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago is is, is doing way too little to, 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 to try to fight crime in Chicago, and blacks are the biggest victims. But, um,. They're the ones. All Breitbart's doing is reporting the facts. The facts are the things that are so damaging and so hurtful, and paint Black Americans and Black-led movements in a very negative way. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just unfathomable what's going on over here. The documents also showed that Facebook's management team um, is so worried about avoiding charges of bias that it, it places politics at the center of its decision making. So basically, what they're doing is they're making decisions on which news gets. Buried, which news gets reported based on politics, of course, as we know, and not based on what the actual news is. Wouldn't you think they would decide? All right, well, is it news or, or or is it misinformation? No, they don't actually look at the content. That's not the issue. The issue is, well, politically speaking, what's going to be the most beneficial, or what's going to be the most damaging, or or whatever the you know whatever other factors are guiding the decisions, which are totally the wrong factors. By the way, the, I want to be clear here. When I say they wanted to censor Breitbart, what these employees were pushing was to take Breitbart off of the news tab. Facebook has a news tab you know, where obviously you know the algorithm uh, shows people uh, different news stories, and Breitbart is one of those uh, outlets that's part of the news tab. And this is saying, well, no, this, is, this employee said, no, this isn't news. This isn't news because it's biased against BLM and against the black protesters, and obviously that, that wasn't remotely true. So much so that the executives essentially said, "Listen, I mean, th- they're reporting the news, so they're a news they're a news outlet." Period. All right, Merrick Garland, the AG, testified in Congress last week, and um, I mean, he's just so disingenuous. But here's what's amazing is, and then he testified in the Senate again um, on Wednesday, which we'll hopefully get that to you at a later time. But this is from last week where he testified in the House. Republican Congressman Ken Buck asked him, and this clip goes on for a little bit, about a minute and a half, minute, 40 seconds. But I want to play this because you got to hear this clip. I mean, he asked him about Hunter Biden's artwork, which literally sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: It's hilarious. Listen to this clip. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Attorney General, I'd like to direct your attention to the easel behind me. Uh, the first painting is a Claude Monet uh, okay. you just need to look at this great painting right it's a very beautiful painting it is beautiful and uh, it is listed at Christie's for $700,000 uh, um, the second painting is a Degas it, uh, another world-renowned artist and this painting sold for $500,000 the third painting you may recognize this name is a Hunter Biden, uh, Biden I don't, I don't for, recognize the painting the Hunter Biden painting sold for $500,000 also. Now, you may think that, such an exclusive, um, that, that when Hunter Biden is in such exclusive company, that he would have a background, you know, artistic training, for example. Um, but you would be wrong if you thought that. And you might think that he had some sort of apprenticeship with a world-renowned artist. But you would be wrong again if you thought that. Or perhaps that he has been selling his works for years and, again, Unfortunately, you would be wrong. It turns out that in 2019, Hunter Biden couldn't find a gallery to list his art. And what happened in 2020 that changed all that? His dad became president of the United States. Now a single piece of art from Hunter Biden sells for more than the average American home. By the way, Mr. Attorney General, this is the same Hunter Biden who's being investigated by your department and the IRS for tax fraud. Well, this particular art gallery had its COVID relief loan more than doubled by the Biden administration. In a survey of more than 100 art galleries in New York's 10th Congressional District, this particular art gallery received by far the largest SBA disaster loan. I have sent a letter to the Department of Justice before your tenure asking them to appoint a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. I have uh, today sent a letter to you, and I am asking you... Uh, Now, will you appoint a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden? I'm not, um, for the same reason that I'm not um, able to respond to questions about investigations of the former president or of anyone else, I'm not unable, able to discuss uh, any investigations pending or otherwise with respect to any uh, citizen of the United States. Mr. Mr. Uh, Attorney General, I worked for the Department of Justice for 15 years. You are allowed to tell us whether you will appoint a special counsel. You may not tell us whether you are uh, investigating or not investigating a particular matter, but you are allowed to tell us whether you will appoint a special counsel, and that's my question. Well, apparently, I just received the letter today from you, and uh, we'll be taking it under advisement. But I, I wasn't aware that you had sent me a letter. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's an unbelievable clip from the way Ken Buck sets the whole thing up, and like Picasso, and you know all, all the different uh, Monet, you know these like fancy artists, and then uh, this is a Hunter Biden. This is Monet. This is a Hunter Biden, and they sell for roughly the same amount. And uh, if you case, you think that Hunter got training from expert artists? No, actually, he did not. But uh, but but what's and Merrick Garland totally dodges the totally dodges the question. And then you have these galleries that are getting these huge PPP loans and everything. I mean, this is so scandalous. This whole thing is so incredibly scandalous. And Merrick Garland, you know, at least. Tell us, you know. First of all, he tries to get away. He just totally dodges the question. What do you expect? And and then he tries to get away with saying, "Well, listen, I can't discuss investigations." And Ken Buck says, "Well, actually, gotcha. What a gotcha moment there. I I I was part of the DOJ for fifteen years, and you can tell us whether you're going to appoint a special counsel. Well, I just got the letter today, and I didn't have any notice. I'm going to have to get back to you. I mean, just totally avoiding the question instead of saying, "Listen." This is a very big deal. You know, he knows who his boss is here. He knows his boss is Biden, uh, Joe Biden, Hunter's dad. And uh, well, well, you know, uh, uh, like Hunter Biden is charging more for these paintings than the average cost of a house in the United States. And Hunter Biden, for his paintings, his bogus, pathetic artwork, is getting as much money as Monet and Rembrandt, like the, these, the the, the 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 some of the greatest artists. In uh in 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 history, and Hunter Biden's right up there with them. But but there's no scandal here, right? There's no there's no scandal here. There's nothing there's nothing there's nothing fishy about this. There's nothing that that uh, entails an actual investigation. I mean, it, it's just totally outrageous. All right, this past year, um, the government broke twenty twenty one fiscal twenty twenty one, which ended um, in September. The government broke new spending records and new. Uh, tax revenue record. So, pop the champagne. Once again, record-breaking year for the government. Not in a good way. Not at all in a good way. Um, the government, once again, federal government broke a new spending record for the year 2021 and broke a record for tax collection revenue. So, the government's bringing in more money through income taxes than ever before, and the government is spending more money than ever before. And, it's only getting worse, by the way, thanks to the Democrats and, and thanks to some Republicans, many Republicans. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna give them a pass on this. For four years under Trump I complained that spending was out of control under Republicans. They get the blame as well, everyone except Rand Paul, who tried desperately to fight against it. But um but what's incredible is uh, that it, we, it's also a record deficit. So you got three records, record and, – and technically speaking, it's not because the deficit was higher, 2020. But 2020 doesn't count because it was it was the year of COVID and the year of the lockdown. So 2020 gets a pass. You can't enter that into the equation. However, what 2020 did is it now gave the Democrats an opening – that they can spend tons of money and say, "Listen, we cut spending. We didn't spend as much as we did back in 2020 because it, it just totally raised the bar to a whole new level. It was, the, the bar was already way, way, way out of control. It was already at a, an astronomical, exorbitant um, spot before 2020 hit. So, as I said, the government spent more money. Spe- wow, the government spent more money than ever. Not spented, uh, and uh, government brought in more money than ever." So we're breaking all these records, right? The federal government collected a record $4.045 trillion in taxes in fiscal 2021, according to the Treasury Department. Government spending hit a record high, $6.8 trillion. Um, despite collecting record taxes, record taxes, the government still ran a deficit, an astronomical deficit, $2.7 trillion. $2.7 trillion, that is the second highest deficit in history following the record deficit back in fiscal 2020, which, as I said, does not count. But um, a, a record of $2.7 trillion. I mean, this is just out of control. The government spent like, how much? I mean, uh, where are the numbers over here? $6.8 trillion. The government spent, and I know you're going to tell me stimulus and all of that and COVID relief, $6.8 trillion in, in, in fiscal 2021, and yet um, only brought in, uh, 4 trillion and uh, there's a 2.7 so even though it's bringing in 4 trillion which is record in taxes it's still running a deficit of 2.7 trillion. I mean it's just totally totally they're so addicted to spending and it's like there's nobody to speak to anymore cuz they all do it. All right, as I said Manchin and Sanders at each other's throats, neither wants to budge on Medicare expansion. I just want to explain here. Joe Manchin makes the point and he's right. But again, Manchin the liberal he, he makes the point that Medicare is insolvent. O- according to Medicare themselves, and again, Medicare is for seniors. By the way, Medicare millionaires who are over the age of whatever the Medicare age is, 63, 64, they're on Medicare. So it, this pays for millionaires' health care, health insurance. That's part of the issue over here, is, is it's not income-based. So um, basically, Sanders wants to expand, expand Medicare to cover vision, dental, and hearing, which would cost an insane amount of money. And Manchin says... What are you doing? Basically, he says, what are you doing? I had more to read over here, but it's getting late in the show here. But Manchin says that Medicare, by their own admission, they're insolvent. They're going to run out of money by the year 2026. Me- me- Medicare themselves sent a letter to Congress that um, some of their funding is actually going to be gone by the year 2026. I've got to find this over here. Uh, the, the estimated depletion date for Medicare's hospital insurance trust fund is 2026. And there are other parts of Medicare that are also uh, in danger of depleting and of just uh, going bankrupt. Medicare is basically going bankrupt here in the next few years. Manchin says you're going to expand it now to, to, to cover even more things. And you don't even have enough money for Medicare in its current state to, to survive. It just makes absolutely no sense. Um, Manchin said, quote, he said, Medicare is a lifeline for people in West Virginia and most people around the country. We've got to stabilize that first before you look at expansion. If we're not being fiscally responsible, that's a concern. So you've got Joe Manchin, the liberal, who likes spending money, who's talking about being fiscally responsible. That shows you how radical and how extreme Bernie Sanders is. And it's not Bernie Sanders. It's 48 Democrats. Remember, Manchin and Sinema are the only ones resisting. So it's 48 people to tell you, oh, Sanders, he's fringe, he's radical, He doesn't represent the party, the mainstream of the party. Ocasio-Elon Omar, yes, they do. You have virtually every Democrat senator and virtually every Democrat member of the House supporting what Joe Manchin calls fiscal irresponsibility, and it's socialism. It's basically socialism. All right, I need to mention the horrific tragedy that took place on a movie set last week. I believe the name of the movie is Rust, and a young woman, just tragically unspeakable, was shot and killed by an actor, by Alec Baldwin, the actor. He was using a real gun. He was told that it didn't have live ammo in it, but it actually had live ammo. Those details are still pretty sketchy. There's a criminal investigation, and there have to be indictments. There must be indictments over this because you have live ammunition being used in a gun on set, and there are all these reports about how the gun was used for target practice, that the gun had been used by people off set to actually shoot real things with with, with, with real bullets, but um, two people were shot. The, the director of the movie was shot. He survived. The art, the art director or cinematographer, she, that's this lady, she was actually shot and killed. As I said, it's unspeakable. It's heartbreaking. And things like this have happened before on the sets of movies. But I want to make a point here that why are they using real guns? Number one, Alec Baldwin, he's a big liberal. He, he despises Trump. He actually impersonates Trump on television and makes fun of him. But he does not like Trump at all. He despises Trump. And, uh, and and Alec Baldwin, if somebody else had done this, if Trump had had uh, a gun that he was told had no live ammo and actually had live ammo, oh, I mean, Alec Baldwin, I mean, he would be calling, you know, for Trump to basically get capital punishment. I mean, basically get, to, to get the electric chair, but uh, it's, it's totally inexcusable. I mean, somebody's got to go to jail and we'll have to find out the details, but I would think Alec Baldwin, I mean, apparently they're saying that there's a lot of you know security measures that they take on on movie sets to avoid this, and they didn't follow those the, those, those guidelines at all. So we're going to find out the details. Of course, are going to emerge over time. But here's the thing: can they please stop using all these gun control advocates? Right? I mean, these Hollywood celebrities like Alec Baldwin—they're always telling us how we can't own guns, but and yet they're using real guns on a set of a movie. At least we we have a Second Amendment. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with a movie shoot. And, and the Second Amendment, you know, it's about self-defense. There's no self-defense here. I mean, if we're talking about actors. Can't they figure out a way to use special effects to not use guns? They use live guns, but they use blanks. And there are accidents that have been happening before with these blanks. This one apparently had live ammo, but if there was no live gun, if it wasn't a real gun, use a toy gun or use a special effect or figure some other thing out. It's a no-brainer. And I'm not saying that the government should impose this, by the way. The movie industry on their own, they should get up today and they should say, listen, tragedies like this cannot occur and um we're just going to self-impose this and we're going to just stop using guns on the set period. They're not doing that. They have not done that yet. There's a movement now. There are petitions to stop real live guns on these movie shoots and on TV sets. But, but, but so far they have not taken it upon themselves. It's a no-brainer. And why is that? These same people, they're such hypocrites. They're, they're, they're so supportive uh, when it comes to any any sort of gun restriction, any sort of gun control law. They say, how do you have a right to own a gun? And here they're using guns, and then somebody dies as a result of this tragedy. So why are they – if they cared about human lives, then they would be stopping banning guns from all all movie sets, right? They don't care. That's the point. We know this. They don't care about human life. The whole thing is a sham. They just want to control. They want to interfere. They know that it's Republicans who own guns. A lot of Democrats own guns, by the way. But they know that it's a Republican thing. So they just want to take away guns, and it, it, it's not at all because they really care. And uh, suddenly when it interferes with their own lives and their own industry, suddenly uh, then all, all of their principles go out the window. I mean this is undeniable proof, um, so we are going to keep an eye on that. FEMA is refusing to send money to Texas. Texas has asked FEMA and essentially has asked Biden to help pay for the border mess. It's costing Texas a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars to you know send – uh, troops, National Guard troops, and send uh, their own uh, forces to the to the southern border because Biden and the federal government they have stepped back and they're doing nothing. So Texas, right now, they're the ones who are suffering. the, the Texas um, state uh, force, police forces, and uh, and and their own National Guard and and uh, border patrol people, statewide border patrol people, they're they're totally overwhelmed and it's costing Texas a huge amount of money. And yet FEMA denied. The request by Texas. I mean, so it's outrageous. They go there, They Biden and, and the Biden administration, they make a total mess of the border, they open up the border, they get rid of Remain in Mexico, they stop construction on the border wall, they reverse all of Trump's policies, and then it's like the governor of Texas says, well, can you please help us? Look what you've done. You're destroying our state. Can you at least give us money and help us pay for it? And they say, no, we cannot. The LA Times points out that Kamala Harris, mysteriously, she has not been making appearances with Biden even though in the beginning of Biden's administration of his term, Kamala and Biden were practically attached at the hip they were they were they, they, they were uh, doing these joint public appearances together. but now suddenly Kamala and Joe Biden are nowhere to be seen together except except in rare occasions except on rare occasions. And the question is why? The answer is simple because Kamala like I said earlier, she doesn't want to be associated with With Biden, I mean, she knows that it's it's just a disaster. It's like asking for trouble. I mean, being associated with Biden is like the worst thing you could do politically right now. It's toxic. It's the third rail. So Kamala, in the beginning of uh, Biden's presidency, you know, there are some numbers over here from the LA Times. She was like making all these appearances with Biden because I guess she somehow thought that Biden was going to be a decent president or who knows, you know, she figured that was her ticket because obviously she wants to run in 2022, uh, 2024. Biden's not going to run in 2024. And, um... And uh, Kamala wants to set herself up. Well, in the beginning, she figured, well, she'll just, you know, act as though she's like the president, like she'll be like second in command or maybe first in command even now that Biden's presidency is such a disaster. I mean, even the, the, the border mess, right? She doesn't want anything to do with that. That's why she's never even gone to the to, to, to the border. Maybe she visited once at this point under pressure. But she, she is not involved at all because she doesn't want to get the blame. She doesn't want anything to have anything to do with Biden. Um, only about a fifth of the activities listed on Harris's public calendar in September and October involved Biden compared with about three quarters of her schedule in January and February. So she is quietly distancing herself very, very far away from Biden. All right. So as we said, election day next Tuesday and New Jersey, Virginia are the two governor's races to watch. They already, as far as I'm concerned, the the fact that it's even this close is a, a huge embarrassment to Biden, to the Democrats. It's Terry McAuliffe in Virginia versus Glenn Youngkin, who nobody's ever heard of, yet it's neck and neck. Phil Murphy in Jersey versus Jack Cittarelli, who again, you know, he was a politician in New Jersey, but not too many people have heard of him. And yet that race is not neck and neck, but it's way closer than anybody would expect for for a New Jersey race. I mean, New Jersey, you can't be a more democratic state than New Jersey. By the way, Phil Murphy, it was a total disaster on COVID. We know about the nursing home scandal. Uh, He was as guilty. He's as guilty as anybody, he and Cuomo, I mean, uh, are are guilty of sending thousands and thousands of uh, nursing home patients with COVID back into nursing homes or at least causing thousands of deaths. We'll never know the true extent and the real numbers, but uh, you're talking about thousands and thousands of uh, nursing home residents killed as a result of Murphy's uh, COVID policies. Uh, And uh, in general, I think New Jersey has the number one deaths per capita on COVID. And all those people who blame Trump You want to tell me, listen, politicians, they're in over their heads. They cannot, you know, tackle COVID. COVID is not something you can blame the politicians for. It's a public health crisis. Look, you can make that argument. I don't think I agree with that argument because there's so many mistakes that were made. But you can make that argument. But you can't have it both ways. All these people who blame Trump, they somehow don't blame Fauci. Even though Fauci is the man in charge, they blame Trump. Well, okay, if you're going to blame Trump and say, well, the politician gets the blame, then how do you not blame Murphy and Cuomo? I mean, Cuomo wrote a book. Uh, basically acting like he was the hero against COVID. I mean, Cuomo and, and Phil Murphy were the two worst governors in the country on COVID by far. Like nobody else even even comes close. Now, but as I said, these races, it's really about the Biden administration because uh, people are just so, so, Democrats I'm talking about are so turned off by Biden. I mean, he's he just, he's been a total train wreck in in every sense. And McAuliffe himself, Terry McAuliffe himself, admitted that Joe Biden, he's a candidate in Virginia for governor. And uh, I believe he's a former governor. He's a longtime friend of the Clintons. I mean, McAuliffe, he's like somebody who Democrat voters used to adore. And he himself admitted that Biden is not popular in Virginia and basically is a liability. In New Jersey, Chitarelli has only one-fifth of the cash on hand that Phil Murphy has. But Murphy's been spending a lot of money. He is nervous about Cittarelli. Murphy, of course, has raised taxes and as I said, all the all the COVID issues and the COVID scandals. Meanwhile, polls show the race in New Jersey way tighter than expected. We're going to keep an eye on this. Obviously, I would love both both Republicans to win. You'd love Chitarelli to win in New Jersey. New Jersey would be better off, but also it would be such a huge statement, such a slap in the face to Biden, and 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 really, it would be a statement about the Republicans and even about Trump. And uh, you know, you'd love Yunkin to win in uh, in Virginia. So the polls in New Jersey show. Just a six-point differential. This is the latest Emerson College Picks 11 poll. Murphy leading Cittarelli by 6%, 50 to 44. That is just a tiny, tiny margin. Two months ago, a different poll had Murphy with a 16-point lead. Five months ago, it was 26 points. Um, But now that that race in New Jersey is as tight as ever. We'll keep an eye on that. Governors race in Virginia, dead heat. Um, And uh, Obama is frantically trying to get voters to vote Democrat in Virginia, um, here are the factors in Virginia. As I said, Biden, extremely unpopular. Also, Terry have said that parents should not – there's a clip that Youngkin is uh, putting on the commercials. Parents should not have a say in the policies of their kids' schooling, and people are very, very concerned about that. Obviously, parents have every right to decide and have a say in, in, in their kids' education and, the, and what goes on in the kids' schools. But Democrats are trying to take that away. Democrats want to control the schools. and uh, And in general, as I said, people are terrified of socialism – because they know the truth, even though the media is trying to cover it up, Democrat voters, especially in states like Virginia and New Jersey, where they're not—New Jersey is a little bit more radical, a little bit more extreme. But remember, New Jersey has a lot of suburbs and a lot of moderate Democrat voters who are terrified of Ocasio and terrified of socialism, ter- terrified of Sanders, and uh, they see how much of a disaster, you know, Phil Murphy has been, and uh, and 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 the Democrat policies all around the country. So obviously, if a Republican wins in either of these races, that would be a huge upset and a very good sign for the midterms next year. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.